Good evening. To open our meeting tonight, Lil, will you please announce the first hymn? Hymn number 244. O oh, sweet and tender as the dawn, with mighty power to heal and bless, is God's dear gift to all his own, the happy grace of gentleness. Hymn number 244. If you would like to follow along with the readings, please go to our website, and on the home page, you will see the link to the live broadcast. Click on that, and you will see the place to click for the Wednesday evening text. That's where you'll find the readings for tonight. The theme for tonight is the grace of divine love. And the readings will now be given by Amanda from Missouri. The Bible. John. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, which were born not of blood, 
nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the Word was made flesh, and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth, and of his fullness have all we received, and grace for grace. For the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. Luke And Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit into Galilee, and there went out a fame of him through all the region round about. And he taught in their synagogues, being glorified of all. And there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Esaias. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. And he began to say unto them, This day is this scripture fulfilled in your ears. Then he called his twelve disciples together, and gave them power and authority over all devils, and to cure diseases. And he sent them to preach the kingdom of God, and to heal the sick. For the Son of Man is not come to destroy men's lives, but to save them. After these things, the Lord appointed other seventy also. And the seventy returned again with joy, saying, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us through thy name. And he said unto them, Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Notwithstanding in this, rejoice not that the spirits are subject unto you, but rather rejoice, because your names are written in heaven. Act And with great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them all. Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ unto them. And the people with one accord gave heed unto those things which Philip spake, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. For unclean spirits crying with loud voice came out of many that were possessed with them, and many taken with palsies, and that were lame, were healed. And there was great joy in that city. And the angel of the Lord spake unto Philip, saying, Arise, and go toward the south, unto the way that goeth down from Jerusalem unto Gaza, which is desert. And he arose and went, and behold, a man of Ethiopia, an eunuch of great authority under Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, who had the charge of all her treasure, and had come to Jerusalem for to worship, was returning. And sitting in his chariot, read Esaias the prophet. Then the spirit said unto Philip, 
Go near, and join thyself to this chariot. And Philip ran thither to him, and heard him read the prophet Esaias, and said, Understandest thou what thou readest? And he said, How can I, except some man should guide me? And he desired Philip that he would come up and sit with him. And the eunuch answered Philip, and said, I pray thee, of whom speaketh the prophet this, of himself, or of some other man? Then Philip opened his mouth, and began at the same scripture, and preached unto him Jesus. And as they went on their way, they came unto a certain water. And the eunuch said, See, here is water. What doth hinder me to be baptized? And Philip said, If thou believest with all thine heart, thou mayest. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And he commanded the chariot to stand still. And they went down both into the water, both Philip and the eunuch, and he baptized him. And when they were come up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord caught away Philip, that the eunuch saw him no more, and he went on his way, rejoicing. Romans What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. For sin shall not have dominion over you, for ye are not under the law, but under grace. Hebrews For unto us was the gospel preached. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Ephesians For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might by his Spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height, and to know the love of Christ, which passeth knowledge, that ye might be filled with all the fullness of God. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us. Unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. I will now read correlative passages from Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures and from Prose Works, all by Mary Baker Eddy. Divine love waits and pleads to save mankind and awaits with warrant and welcome grace and glory, the earth-weary and heavy-laden, who find and point the path to heaven. 
Is it not a species of infidelity to believe that so great a work as the Messiah's was done for himself or for God, who needed no help from Jesus' example to preserve the eternal harmony? But mortals did need this help, and Jesus pointed the way for them. Divine love always has met and always will meet every human need. It is not well to imagine that Jesus demonstrated the divine power to heal only for a select number or for a limited period of time, since to all mankind and in every hour, divine love supplies all good. The miracle of grace is no miracle to love. Jesus demonstrated the inability of corporeality, as well as the infinite ability of spirit, thus helping erring human sense to flee from its own convictions and seek safety in divine science. Reason, rightly directed, serves to correct the errors of corporeal sense. But sin, sickness, and death will seem real, even as the experiences of the sleeping dream seem real, until the science of man's eternal harmony breaks their illusion with the unbroken reality of scientific being. Our master cast out devils, evils, and healed the sick. It should be said of his followers also that they cast fear and all evil out of themselves and others and heal the sick. God will heal the sick through man whenever man is governed by God. Truth casts out error now as surely as it did 19 centuries ago. When the illusion of sickness or sin tempts you, Cling steadfastly to God and his idea. Allow nothing but his likeness to abide in your thought. Let neither fear nor doubt overshadow your clear sense and calm trust that the recognition of life harmonious as life eternally is can destroy any painful sense of or belief in that which life is not. Let Christian science, instead of corporeal sense, support your understanding of being, and this understanding will supplant error with truth, replace mortality with immortality, and silence discord with harmony. All this is accomplished by the grace of God, the effect of God understood. Did the salvation of the eunuch depend merely on his believing that Jesus Christ was the Son of God? It did, but this believing was more than faith in the fact that Jesus was the Messiah. Here the verb believe took its original meaning, namely, to be firm, yea, to understand those great truths asserted of the Messiah. It meant to discern and consent to that infinite demand made upon the eunuch in those few words of the apostle. Philip's requirement was that he should not only acknowledge the incarnation, God, made manifest through man, but even the eternal unity of man and God as the divine principle and spiritual idea, which is the indissoluble bond of union, the power and presence in divine science of life, truth, and love 
to support their ideal man. This is the Father's great love that he hath bestowed upon us, and it holds man in endless life and one eternal round of harmonious being. It guides him by truth that knows no error, and with supersensual, impartial, and unquenchable love. To believe is to be firm. In adopting all this vast idea of Christ Jesus, the eunuch was to know in whom he believed. To believe thus was to enter the spiritual sanctuary of truth and there learn, in divine science, somewhat of the all-father-mother-God. It was to understand God and man. It was sternly to rebuke the mortal belief that man has fallen away from his first estate, that man, made in God's own likeness and reflecting truth, could fall into mortal error, or that man is the father of man. It was to enter unshod the Holy of Holies, where the miracle of grace appears, and where the miracles of Jesus had their birth, healing the sick, casting out evils, and resurrecting the human sense to the belief that life, God, is not buried in matter. This is the spiritual dawn of the Messiah and the overture of the angels. This is when God is made manifest in the flesh, and thus it destroys all sense of sin, sickness, and death, when the brightness of his glory encompasseth all being. O ye who leap disdainfully from this rock of ages, return and plant thy steps in Christ, truth, the stone which the builders rejected. Then will angels administer grace, do thy errands, and be thy dearest allies. May the grace and love of God be and abide with you all. We will now have a moment of silent prayer and then follow by repeating together the Lord's Prayer. Our
Bruce, will you please announce the next hymn? Hymn number 341. They who seek the throne of grace find that throne in every place. If we live a life of prayer, God is present everywhere. Hymn number 341. Welcome to the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. This is our weekly testimony meeting for Wednesday, January 12th, 2022. At all our meetings and services, we read from the Bible and from the writings of Mary Baker Eddy, the discoverer and founder of Christian Science. Our website plainfieldcs.com has a wonderful collection of the finest Christian science literature to read, study, and listen to. There are other writings by Mrs. Eddy and also writings by people who lived in her home and were taught directly by her. We also have several other websites in quite a few different languages so that people all around the world can find the healing and protecting message of Christian science in their own language. So feel free to look through our websites. There is no charge at all for reading or listening to anything on our websites. 
and we are happy to say that we have members and regular participants at our church services from all over the United States and the world. Our Bible study for January will be held this Saturday morning, January 15th at 10 a.m. This will be the first in a series of Bible studies on the book of Revelation. Check out the church website under the This Week's Lesson tab, where Thomas from New York has posted the questions and some helpful notes for the Bible study. It looks like it's going to be a very interesting time, so be sure to join us this Saturday morning, January 15th at 10 o'clock. Our publishing and mailing committees have been busy, as usual. The February full-text lesson booklets have been mailed and will be arriving at subscribers' mailboxes soon. A week from tomorrow, Thursday, January 20th, we will be having our annual meeting for members at 8 p.m. If you're a member and you can't get here in person, you can phone in on the church's teleconference number to participate. That's a week from tomorrow, January 20th at 8 p.m. Every Sunday morning at 10 o'clock, we have our roundtable discussion. These are wonderful sessions that help us to fine-tune our understanding of Christian science and to better understand how to live this science in our daily lives. So be sure to join us every Sunday morning at 10 o'clock. Then, right after the roundtable, our Sunday morning church service begins at 11. So be sure to tune in to both of these, the roundtable at 10 a.m. and the church service at 11. Our Sunday school also meets every Sunday morning at 11. The Sunday school has, um, the Sunday school is open to children from everywhere. Many of the students call in on the telephone from out of state. So if you have a child who doesn't live in the area and would like to attend, call the church to get the phone number and they can attend by phone too. We'll be very happy to welcome your children. And we also have a nursery for infants and toddlers at all our services. So when you come, be sure to bring the little ones along too. I will now read from the church manual by Mary Baker Eddy, the section entitled Testimonials. Glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's, St. Paul. Testimony in regard to the healing of the sick is highly important. More than a mere rehearsal of blessings, it scales the pinnacle of praise and illustrates the demonstration of Christ who healeth all thy diseases. This testimony, however, shall not include a description of symptoms or suffering, although the generic name of the disease may be indicated. For everyone who gives a testimony tonight, 
we would ask that you please keep your remarks to within four minutes. This will give everyone the opportunity to share their offering tonight. For those who are on the telephone, when you are ready to give a testimony, please press the star button twice on your telephone. Also, keep in mind when you do, we are going to be able to hear you as well as any other sounds that your phone picks up. So we kindly request that you be in a quiet place, and I will call on each of you one at a time by name. Our meeting tonight is now open for the sharing of testimonies of healing through Christian science. Jeremy. I'm very grateful tonight for all I am learning here. This past year, during some portion of the summer and fall, I encountered some malpractice being held against me. The specific case itself was uncovered and handled by my practitioner, which I am very grateful for and I've given a testimony about. My gratitude tonight is for how this incident made me realize that I wasn't fully aware of and working against thoughts that may be directed against me individually. A lot of my life I have thought that no one could possibly be thinking of me, and that turned out to be a gaping hole in my armor that allowed this to happen. For the period of time that I have been here, I have worked to make sure I am protecting the church and the website and all the ways that I am working, but whatever work I was doing for myself apparently was not covering everything. Armed with this new understanding, and knowing now how being malpracticed on like that actually felt, I've been studying anew what Mrs. Eddy and the early workers have written on the subject. I really want to make sure I'm being as wise as serpents, as Christ Jesus said we must be, and doing this daily work in as complete manner as I know how. I'm certainly grateful to my practitioner for all her support over these years, but my aim is to never be a weak link and to know there is no weak link in this work for the cause of Christian science. On page 28 of her book, Addresses, Martha Wilcox wrote something that helped me. Quote, The aim of the devil is to keep you disturbed, not to see or acknowledge or penetrate the cause, the argument which is handling you. A man throws a stone at you. The devil throws a man at you. Leave the man alone and get after the devil. We may not be able to stop malpractice, but we can rise to where it does not touch us. End quote. I am grateful for all I am learning about Christian science here and for how it is helping me to rise higher and higher spiritually so I may be more and more useful to God. Thank you. Thank you. That's Kari from Arkansas. Thank you. Kari from Arkansas. Go ahead, please. Good evening. I'm enjoying this week's lesson on life. So I looked up some synonyms to help me understand life better so I would understand the lesson better. And here's just a brief example of my list of what life means and some synonyms for life. 
spirit, animation, briskness, vivacity, resolution, exact resemblance, general state of man, condition, nourishment, supreme felicity. And I thought felicity was interesting, so I looked up felicity. Felicity means happiness, blessedness, blissfulness, and prosperity. There's some other words. Energy, vibrance, zeal, potency, stamina, strength, fitness, hardiness, health, soundness, wellness. And I thought it was interesting that one of the synonyms was run. Standing, heart, breath, activity, essence, sparkle, and zest. I thought that was very interesting. There's some uh, passages in the Bible that also are very pertinent. One is from Romans 8, 2, and it says, To be spiritually minded is life and peace. And another really nice passage says, it's from John 14, I am the way, the truth, the life. I'm very grateful for the lessons from Plainfield. Thank you. Thank you. Mara, Mississippi. Mara? Mara from Mississippi. Go ahead, please. Um, I would like to say thank you to everyone at the Plainfield Christian Science Independent Church for posting the weekly Bible lessons and special articles, uh, not just on the website, but also on YouTube. It's so great to have the option of listening to them being read aloud. This weekend, I found a newly posted article on YouTube called God is Individual Consciousness by Bicknell Young. I would not be exaggerating if I said that. I found every sentence in the article inspiring. Um, I found it right at a time when I needed it and felt like it was put there for me. And I know, of course, that many, many people feel the same way. Um, weekend most of my family came down with something and it was a struggle uh, to feel better and I listened to this article many times over the weekend but last night uh, I was not feeling well and every time I woke up feeling uncomfortable I put in my airpods and listened to the article um, I would fall asleep listening and then if I woke up again I would replay it uh, it helped me very much just feel closer to God as Bicknell Young states in the article, quote, that which is engaged in the search for God is God himself, unquote. So I knew that um, if I reached out to God, that he was there. Another quote um, from the article that I just found very beautiful was actually by um, an unknown poet he wrote in the article. And, uh, the quote was, God is closer than breathing, nearer than hands and feet. 
And when I, when I would hear that, I would just think, you know, how could you get any closer than that? Um, I just found it very comforting also when uh, Bicknell Young wrote, or, you know, said, quote, relax and acknowledge, Father, all that thou art, I am. Nothing to accomplish, nothing to get, nothing to be. All that thou art, I am. And rest in, the, in this truth, rest in the spiritual awareness of I amness, unquote. Um, the article is so beautiful and so helpful, but the most amazing thing is that not only did it help me feel better and sleep better, but it also helped me with another problem that I was working on for a few weeks. Um, someone that I work with and thought was a new friend talked badly about me to our supervisor. And I've been reading articles that were recommended by my practitioner and even sent to me by the Plainfield Church. Um, the articles were helping, but I still could not get rid of the feeling of resentment. And then I heard a quote in that same article by Becknell Young as I was, uh, you know, during the night and I was trying to sleep. It's, quote, when persons or things in the outer world no longer disturb us, no longer set up within us a sense of hate, fear, or love, then we are approaching the universal state of love, life, and truth, unquote. All night I felt such a sense of oneness with God, and in the morning when I woke up, I finally didn't feel any bad feelings towards her. Um, and it just was such a refreshing feeling because I, I hated uh, the resentment that I had. Um, I just want to say again that I'm so grateful to everyone at Plainfield Christian Science Church for all you do that affects lives all over the world. I am very grateful for my practitioner, Christian Science, Jesus, and Mary Baker Eddy. Thank you. Thank you. Nancy from Texas. Nancy from Texas. Go ahead, please. Good evening. I'm very grateful for the service and readings and for the recorded church services that are available on your website for all to hear. I'm an artist, and recently my income from sales of paintings was down to zero. I hadn't sold a painting in weeks, and it was December, traditionally a profitable month for me. So I contacted a Plainfield practitioner and asked her how I should be praying about this since the usual prayers weren't working. She said, purify your motives and listen to Gary's testimony the night before on December 15th. So I found the recorded testimonies from the service the night before and I listened and I listened again and I listened once more and I began to examine my motives in painting. They all seem to be pretty decent for I try to paint each painting to bless another and to express God's beautiful creation. I feel that God is the artist, not me, and I just follow God's lead. But then I examine my motives in wanting to sell my paintings. Making a living was certainly one of them, but more than that, I just wanted to move some inventory and clear out my studio and paint something new. There was no love in that. In fact, it was a selfish motive. Well, I consciously changed my motive whenever I thought about my paintings. I knew that they would bless others and brighten someone's home. 
They were little demonstrations of my listening to God's direction and not my own selfish creations. And I was grateful to have so many on hand. And most importantly, I stopped whining to myself and others. Shortly after, I was contacted by some previous customers. One commissioned me for seven paintings to decorate a historic home under renovation. And the other commissioned me to paint a portrait of her cat. Then a friend purchased a painting from my website. All of this over a two-day period. My cup was running over. I'm so grateful that Christian Science answers all of our needs, and I'm grateful for Christ Jesus, Mary Baker Eddy, and the practitioners in this church. Thank you. Bruce. Well, I just love that last hymn that we sang. Thank you, Amanda, for selecting it. It says, If we live a life of prayer... God is present everywhere, and it is so true. I, at, when I was at a very low point in my life, I really finally got down on my knees and asked God to help me. And through a series of events that I certainly couldn't control, he brought me to this church where I had the opportunity to learn Christian science from an independent teacher and it proved to be uh, quite a wonderful blessing for me, very life-changing to say the least. And uh, it was shortly after I moved here, however, I was up in the middle of the night and I was actually in a lot of discomfort. And I had had enough training here at that point in time, thanks to this teacher, that I at least knew how to get started, and that was to turn to God and let Him guide me. And it was amazing what happened. The ideas poured in, and I, I found myself echoing and shouting these ideas. But the thing is, these weren't exactly the most pleasant ideas. In fact, they were directed at this discomfort very directly and harshly, and it was I would ordinarily would never be thinking or saying any things of this nature except that I was talking to an impersonal devil. And when you know when evil is not a person, it's amazing how brutal you can be with it and not feel bad about it. And that's exactly what happened that night. I just let it all out. And when it did, the pain and discomfort melted away. It, I was healed. It, the, the discomfort disappeared altogether, and I was healed. And in the morning, I had a chance to call our teacher and discuss what I had been through the night before, and she was very happy to hear it, and I was very happy to tell about it. And uh, basically, she said, well, you met the impersonal opposition to truth. And interesting thing is, of course, when it is impersonal, you can really be brutally honest with it and let it know what's going on, which is exactly what happened that night. I'm very grateful for that experience. Very grateful for a good God that is here with us. Thank you. Gary, go ahead, please. 
Well, tonight I'm very grateful for all of the life-changing lessons that I have learned through Christian Science as a member of this church. One uh, I was thinking of recently um, was the result of a, one of the sermons that uh, Mrs. Evans gave. I mentioned once before she used to give little sermons at each of us, our Sunday services. And this sermon, uh, she talked about the importance of learning how to properly listen to God. And um, th this was obviously something that I really needed at the time. Um, she, she talked about our, you know, the skills that we learn as we grow up. We, you know, we, we learn a lot of good skills. But she made the point that the most valuable skill we could learn, more valuable than any of the human skills, is the skill of listening to God. And, you know, we, we, as a child, we are taught to listen to our parents, you know, and then we're taught to listen to our teachers and to the experts. And there is an entire industry of people whose objective is to get you to listen to their sales pitch. And that's a tempting thing to do the advertising industry. Well, Christian science has taught me that, you know, with all of these things that I can listen to, if I'm not listening to God, I can't count on doing anything right. And that became a very uncomfortable, insecure feeling for me until she gave this sermon. And it really opened my eyes and she quoted a statement Mrs. Eddie uh, has written in our textbook that says, quote, Spirit God is heard when the senses are silent, end quote. And there's a similar statement in the Bible in Zechariah where it says, Be silent, O all flesh, before the Lord. Well, and she went on to explain, this means you can't entertain the senses on the one hand and listen to God at the same time. For example, don't listen to a lot of music. You can't listen to God if you're listening to music. Don't watch a lot of television can't hear God's voice if you're subjecting yourself to the dribble on television. And then another one that really hit me was don't talk so much. A lot of people are enamored by the sound of their own voice. A lot of people are uncomfortable with silence. They feel they have to fill the void. But that's exactly the wrong thing. We have to stay quiet and peaceful and open our hearts. Because that is how we can hear God's voice. So I started working at it. I started 
catching myself if I became uncomfortable with silence, realizing that it was that those moments of silence that were my best opportunity to listen to what God is telling me. And I, and I worked at it, and I cultivated the skill. Still working at it. And I can honestly say that when I am successful at listening to what God has to tell me, I get the right ideas about what to do and how to do them. I am more receptive to God's healing power. And I have a strong sense, a strong feeling of God's presence. So I am very, very grateful for this lesson, for the sermon that Mrs. Evans gave on that Sunday. Grateful to Mary Baker Eddy for discovering this science so that anybody, anybody, anywhere can live a better life. So I'm so grateful to be here tonight, and thank you very much for those fine readings tonight. Thank you. Linda. Thank you very much for the readings tonight. I want to express my gratitude to Mary Baker Eddy and her example and her writings. I had a memory today from a very young that I used to love to listen to her poems that were put to music in our hymnal. I'm also very grateful for this church and their music because they bring God, the thought of God, the feeling of his presence with it and the prayer, the prayer that's done. It isn't just uh, what I found in other churches when I was growing up, just as sort of a human will or a part of the service that you had to perform. It's, it's, it's a living prayer and you can feel it in all the music that's given here. And I'm so grateful, and it was one of the first things when I first found Plainfield online, was the music just used to wash over me. And I remember listening to the service sometimes in the middle of the night when I was in distress or not feeling well, and I would find myself healed. And I also remember that as a child, that I would turn to these hymns and I would be healed. And I wasn't really sick a lot, but I think it's because I know it's these hymns that I would go to and I would be healed. And I'm so very grateful for the many testimonies we hear of people who speak of being also healed, especially by her poems. And uh, we have the wonderful Gilbert Carpenter who writes a lot about the importance of these services that we have and that we feel his presence. And I'm so grateful to be part of this church that understands how to do this. I'm very grateful to Christ Jesus, our, our God, and Mary Baker Eddy in this church. Thank you. Thank you. Benjamin. Thank you. Um, I'm so happy to be here tonight. Um, we all are living um, in a period of time where life has become um, so dominant. 
And you know, we 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 know that, and some people believe this as well. That if you continue to repeat lies over and over and over and over, people will start to believe it. And also it goes on this way, if you continue to listen to lies over and over by different means or channels, you are listening to, the, to lies. And if you're not careful or if you're not standing on the rock, Christ's truth, you begin to believe these lies as true. And consequently, you begin to pay a big price for them, for believing these lies. And that's the moment we are living today. Um, the news, television, internet, you name it, full of lies. And no doubt a lot of people are going through a lot of things we shouldn't be going through. And um, I myself, uh, I was, I would say, a fall victim of this every once in a while. I'm not, I'm not saying that I'm perfect, I'm better than anybody else because we are all involved in this present time. It's all around us, everywhere we go, from every, even sometimes from people that we love and care about. It comes from everybody. Lies of disease, lie of sickness, lie of infection, contagious virus, you name them, vaccine, coming from everywhere, from people that we trust, from politicians that we voted for, we trust, and we are, believe, and we are listening to them. And it makes us feel like we are separated from God, because that's what the, this life is all about. He's telling us that we are, we are not children of God, we are something apart from God. We are far away. God is a million miles away from us. We are separated from him. He's not our God. He's not our father. We are not his children. We are not the embodiment of God, supreme God, holy God, that we are vulnerable to sickness, to disease. And that's what his life are. And it's having terrible effect on people. All of us. And yesterday, I was somehow feeling, having this feeling, this thought got in my head, and I started feeling this separation between me and God. And it was scary because I know it was wrong, but why am I believing it? And I started to pray to correct my thought. And this message came to me, and it was very loud and clear to me. And it told me that right where I am is the presence of God. And I start to repeat that to myself. Right where I am right now is the presence of God. If I'm in the presence of God, the sickness, disease, contagions, has no chance at all. And I was repeating this to myself, and uh, to the point, 
I was actually very vocal about it because I was by myself, so I can scream it as much as I want. <laughs> I was inside my car, actually, so I wasn't care about anybody, and I was very loud about it because I wanted to believe it. I wanted to, I wanted to have stronghold in me. I wanted that fear, that thought of separation to get the heart out of me, and it did. And that peace of God that came to me, that assurance, that power, that energy, that I'm standing right in the presence of God, and it changes everything about me, and it brings happiness to me. And I want everybody who is listening, if you can, to know that right where you are, you are standing in the presence of God. Is it truth? Nothing else has chance. Thank you. Thank you. Craig. Uh, thank you, Amanda, for those, those inspired and timely readings. In this world, as we go about, when there is a lot of noise, prayer is so, so essential. Our teacher uh, years ago had told me a couple things I should always remember. Jesus would say, I and my Father are one. The Father is, <clears throat> is greater than I. He doeth the works. My Father have never left me alone because I always do what pleases him. And, and she had me remember that. <clears throat> and that my always do what pleases him, clearly it meant that I always pray and ask God what to do. And, uh, and no matter what appears to be, all those that just pray and, and do their best at doing what God asks them to do, yeah, he cares for them uses them like he did Philip to help the eunuch to in so many ways in so many places and I've come to believe that no matter what appears in the middle of the night we are one with him and we are like him and we are healthy and able to do whatever he has for us to do and help others included and I thank God in this <clears throat> the the readings and thoughts like that bring strength to people ourselves and people of everywhere that uh, for a moment just quiet themselves to hear it and uh, make them able to war off these lies and things that would do them wish them bad I thank Mary Baker Eddy for for, for providing this for the world and our teachers and the church and our practitioners for keeping this going. Thank you. I'm very grateful for uh, our Sunday morning service this week. Um, for a couple of days, the uh, weather weathermen have been predicting that we were going to have freezing rain and when we get up in the morning it was going to be icy everywhere and if you need to do anything do it in the afternoon don't even think about going out in the morning well um i know 
our, our weather committee was praying, and I know the rest of us were praying as well, because the church services are very important. They're important to us, they're important to our out-of-towners, and they're important to God. And we knew we had to be here. So uh, when we got up in the morning, it just was raining. There was no ice. It was just, there was no reason we couldn't go to church. It was beautiful. So we, um, we all came to church and had a wonderful service. And I'm just so very grateful for the power of God. It wouldn't let his work be delayed in any way. So very, very grateful for all that we learn here and how we learn to stand up to any kind of an error and just don't let it happen. And God's right there with us. He's right beside us. And he's the power behind the work. And just very, very grateful to be here and grateful for all I've learned and am continually learning about Christian science. Thank you. Florence from Georgia. Go ahead, please. Thank you. Thank you, Amanda, for those beautiful readings tonight. And my gratitude is for knowing God better through the study and living of Christian science. Through this way of life, I am more aware of this wonderful relationship that exists between each one of us and our Father, Mother, God. It has taught me that my completeness is in God alone. It's also very important for me now to know every day that everyone can become aware of this priceless relationship. I love and I'm grateful for how it makes me feel, the contentment it gives me, the more I know that we all live, move, and have our being in our gracious God. I praise His power, presence, knowing and action. He is supreme overall. I thank Christ Jesus, Mary Baker Eddy, and I'm so happy to be here tonight. I have a short testimony from Kenya, and it says that my husband and I used to run our small engineering business from our home. However, the time came that we needed to move to Nairobi industrial area. We started to look for a plot to buy. However, the sellers of the suitable plots all insisted on part payment under the table, as the saying goes. I really prayed about this, that God had the right place for our business. The angel court advised that I, together with an architect friend, should visit the Nairobi City Council Planning Division. We studied maps of Nairobi and discovered that a new industrial area was being planned on another side of Nairobi, near to where we lived. The area at the time was partially agricultural land. My husband and I went to visit and found an excellent plot on a large site, and this time the sale went through completely above board. The cost at the time was comparatively low, and the advantage is immense in so many ways. My husband and I were so thankful to God for his guidance. We loved your Christmas Eve candlelight service and love all your other services and meetings 
and the inspiring articles on your website. We are so grateful to Christ Jesus and Mary Baker Eddy, the two witnesses, and to you all for your dedication. Happy to be here tonight. Thank you. Okay, to close our meeting, Linda, will you please read the, the next hymn, the last hymn? Hymn number 422. Grace for today, O love divine, thee to obey and love alone. Losing the mortal will and thine, find we a joy before unknown. Hymn number 422.